Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, yes, living the dream once again on a fabulous Saturday. It is Hartman and Hushman Zada. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, for the first Saturday in a long time, we don't, have a football game we have no football game here um we have two games tomorrow though you might have heard about this they're called the nfc and the afc championship games going to start off with kansas city hosting the tennessee titans and then later the san francisco 49ers hosting the green bay packers uh we're going to get into both of these games today i guess what really stands out about both these games is they are rematches from the regular season And it's interesting how both these games played out during the regular season and how it's sort of changing the scenario on how we look at both of these matchups. You know, we we, we talk about what does it matter as far as having a rematch, the fact that you are familiar with an opponent from that season and how it carries over. And I think in both of these cases, it's going to be extremely interesting to see how the team that was on the losing end is going to react from the first game. And we got to start with this Kansas City-Tennessee Titans game. 
because Andy Reid is now 1-8 and eight in his career against the Titans. 1-8. and eight. I mean, when, when you're talking about the winningest coach in NFL history never to win an NFL championship, and he's won all these games, and he is 1-8 and eight all time against the Tennessee Titans. So why is that? I mean, is it just this kryptonite as far as he's concerned? I mean, is there a reason? Do the Titans find a way? So a lot of people, when they look at this game and they realize that Kansas City is a touchdown favorite as well as they should be against a Titans team that sort of stumbled into the postseason, why is it that the Titans have been so effective against Kansas City? Is it going to happen again? And then you look back at the game that they played earlier this year and you see all the formula that has been so successful for the Titans in the postseason was the one that actually played out in the regular season. In other words, Derrick Henry running the ball. He had 188 yards in that game earlier this year and 23 carries. Patrick Mahomes in that game, 446 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and Kansas City still lost. Now their special teams melted down at the end of the game. So you sit there and you're like, are they going to do it again? Are the Titans actually going to beat the Chiefs again? Andy Reid, 1-8 and all-time against the Titans. Gavin, you're one of those that looks at trends right now. And it's, it's amazing to me how people say, well, that's an aberration. 1-8 and eight is not an aberration. So everything that the Titans have been doing in this postseason, running Derrick Henry, minimizing the role of Ryan Tannehill, and that was the formula that already beat Kansas City once this year. So I don't know what's going to change. By the way, Andy Reid understands this. I mean, he understands looking at the ledger and understanding how it is that the Tennessee Titans have had his number. Here's Andy Reid. I think more of the players, and I'm sitting here thinking about myself and all that. I mean, that's not where I go. I, I try to get the guys ready. I try to make sure I'm ready and then go play, and I don't look at it that way. I look more at the disappointment for the other teams that I've been able to coach uh, and how those kids felt because they've worked their tail off. Here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the dilemma for Andy Reid. So you take away from that first game the fact that we were able to move the ball successfully. Not only did they have over 500 yards in total offense in that game, I mentioned the fact that Patrick Mahomes had a beautiful day, 446, three touchdowns, no picks. But you also go into that game thinking we got to stop Derrick Henry. Everybody now goes into every game against the Titans thinking we got to stop Derrick Henry. And yet nobody stops Derrick Henry. In fact, last week on this very show, as I was sitting here with TJ Hushmanzada, and we are making our predictions on the games, and we talked about the Titans matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. And I said, you know, TJ, uh, you know, he had over 200 yards in the last regular season game. You know, he ran over uh, the Patriots for over 180 yards. And TJ Hushmanzada is, well, TJ, didn't didn't you actually say to me there was no way 
that Derrick Henry was going to run for 180 yards on that Raven defense. Maybe not in those exact words, but I remember vividly saying there's no way the Tennessee Titans are going to out-physical the Baltimore Ravens, and they did. They did, and, you know, we talking about rematches, and one of the things we're going to get in today, TJ, is the idea that both these conference championship games are rematches from the regular season. And just going over the numbers for the Titans against Kansas City earlier this year, you look at that game, Derrick Henry, 23 carries, 188 yards. Not a huge passing day for Ryan Tannehill. Mahomes, 446 yards passing, three touchdowns, no picks. Now, I know that their special teams had a meltdown. They missed a field goal. They had another field goal block. But I also remember in that game, Ryan Tannehill leading the Titans on what turned out to be the game-winning drive against that Kansas City defense. So here would be my concern for the Chiefs right now. We've already seen them go against Derrick Henry once this year, and they had no answer. He averaged eight yards a carry. you got to tell me that both the Patriots and the Ravens are better defensively than the Kansas City Chiefs. So even if you're the Chiefs going into this game knowing we got to figure out a way to somehow slow down Derrick Henry – Everyone's thinking that right now, and no one's been able to do it. It's going to be, uh, I wouldn't say a Rubik's Cube, but it's, it's the way they're running the ball. And 100%, I mean, statistically, obviously, uh, the Patriots and Ravens defense is better than the Chiefs. Chiefs have played better as of late, but this is the key. The Patriots nor the Ravens have that equalized on the other side, meaning that offense. They don't have the offense that, the Chiefs have. Now, I believe the key to this game is going to be the number 20. You have to make Ryan Tannehill throw the ball more than 20 times. And if you get beat over the top, then it's the lesser of two evils. You cannot, and I said it, you just can't let Derrick Henry run the ball. You have to crowd the box. If I'm not mistaken, they're pretty much 80-some percent run on first down. Crowd the box. Force them to throw the ball. If I believe if you can force Tannehill to throw the ball over, tw- I mean, it's literally almost how the Denver Broncos played with Tebow. Let's limit the throws and play great defense and, and run the ball. But, I mean, they surprised me. I'm All not, right. They surprised me. Mike Vrabel, now when, when we talk about physically beating an opponent, that's one thing. They're playing bully ball right now. Yeah. I mean, you say that the Ravens didn't have any offense to counter. Oh, well, that was the number one offensive team in the league. No, no, no. But no. their offense was – I mean, their offense turned not, out to be not, one guy. Not, not to have an offense that couldn't counter. The Ravens could counter. I thought the Ravens, they they panicked. They were going – it's a one-possession game at halftime, and they come out in third quarter and all these empties, no no running back sets, and they, they got them spread out. And, and I'm like, why? It's a one-possession game. Kansas City can strike via the air at any moment. That's The Ravens can do it, but they prefer to win running the ball, play action, getting Lamar Jackson on the edge. Kansas City can – Terry Kill didn't even do anything last week. Well, and won. again, in that game against the Titans earlier this year – which went it, off. Uh, 446 yards passing. They had over 500 total yards. Time of possession in that game, 38-22 to 22, Kansas City. 
but they had the meltdown with their special teams. You know, it, you know the aftermath of that Baltimore loss. And so, wasn't that the first game back from Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, it's but com- he was clicking. I mean, he didn't make any mistakes, didn't throw any interceptions. But you look at you say, what's the formula for Tennessee to beat Kansas City? They already did it. And it's the exact same formula they used to beat New England and to beat Baltimore. By the way, getting back to that Ravens game, you know, sort of lost in the uh, in the in the aftermath of that upset was the fact that Lamar Jackson in that game did something that's never been done in any game. Forget the playoffs, any NFL game in 100 years. First quarterback ever to have at least 50 pass attempts and 20 rushing attempts. In the same game. So like you say, they just abandoned everything. Of course, Ingram got hurt. But they abandoned everything and basically try to have Lamar Jackson by himself try Lamar, to carry the whole thing. He had carried them a lot of the season, but it was with Mark Ingram, mm-hmm. with Gus Edwards, Mark Andrews down the seam. They packed the middle of the field, said, we're not going to let you run the ball. We're not going to let you run crossing routes. We're not going to let you run seam routes. And a lot of those stats – at the end for Lamar Jackson, they, they were hollow stats. I'm very familiar with a lot of hollow stats because in my career we'd be losing and you'd get three, four catches, 40, 50, sometimes 60 yards in a fourth quarter, and it looks like, oh, the game, you had a decent game, but they're garbage stats. The defense, they're just kind of giving them to you, and I've had plenty of games like that. And so the Ravens had a chance. You, Mike Vrabel, number one, is a former player, obviously, but he can relate to the guys because it wasn't too long ago he was in that locker room. So he's not going to – as players, we've all had coaches tell you to do something that's like, huh? It's not very realistic. It's like jump off this building and see if you can fly type. Like, that's not going to happen. He's going to tell them things that are very realistic, and they're going to know, ah, yeah, that make he played. He's not going to have you trying to do something – that's not realistic and something that you can't do. And so he's garnered the respect of the locker room being a former player. And, man, they the way Derrick Henry is playing, it's unbelievable. He is Superman right now. But also, let's give credit. That offensive line is knocking people down. Nothing goes. Um, games are won up front on both sides of the ball. And uh, Tennessee on both sides of the ball, they're winning games. That's what they're doing right now. All right, so we're going to be doing plenty of preview of the two conference championship games, but we do have the luxury, TJ, because we don't have any football games today uh, to cover a number of different subjects. One of the things I want to cover is the behavior of Odell Beckham Jr. He actually got some good news today. Uh, We're going to share that with you coming up next. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith. And we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow 
Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, it's really Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Steve Harbin, TJ Hushmanzada, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you can save. Geico.com, it is easy. All right, so um, on a day in which we don't have any football games, but two huge games tomorrow as we uh, find out which two teams will move on to Super Bowl 54, there are other stories we want to get to today. And one of the wacky stories uh, was in the aftermath of LSU's uh, big victory 
against Clemson. Before we get to the Odell Beckham story, of course, your uh, ties with LSU, were you getting a little nervous early in that game? Clemson seemed to get fired up. Obviously, they were taking advantage of field position early on. Uh, we haven't seen LSU really down. Were, were there any concerns at any point for you that maybe Clemson will find a way to win this game? Crazy thing, no. LSU was backed up both times. I was a little concerned that backed up, they literally came out throwing the ball like we're going to do what we right. do. Um, but I, I really wasn't. I really wasn't. I felt once they settled down, there was they, they went through the SEC and did what they did. Clemson hadn't faced a team like LSU offensively. Ohio State has the athletes, but they're they're not they weren't as dynamic as LSU. No, I, I felt like actually I I told people the whole week leading up to the game at Fox, LSU was gonna win rather comfortably. They thought I was crazy. I told Jason McIntyre, he lucky he wasn't here, that LSU was gonna win rather comfortably. He thought I was crazy. No, I wasn't I wasn't concerned. Um I wanted it to be a good game. I didn't want it to be a blowout. Clemson played well, but LSU is one of the best teams we've ever seen. By the way, it was really interesting in that game. Gavin, I don't know if you uh, put anything on that game. The over-under on that game. Oh, opened, 69. It opened at 69. It actually dropped to 66. And, of course, it ended up at 67. Always amazing how it sits there right. You could have middled that for some big, big money out there. But when you see the LSU running back slide, when have you ever seen a running back? I mean, I understand. Up 17, just go ahead he and was, get the touchdown. Exactly. <laughs> so, he's, right? I mean, he's, he's running. He's probably got another 10 yards. I mean, Clemson is pretty much thrown in the towel. And he slides. I mean, we see quarterbacks like you never see a running back slide. Clock kept running. They take a knee when they could have gotten in for the uh, touchdown to blow through the over. I mean, seriously. Luckily, I stayed away from that. One of the only bets I hit in that game was kind of a weird one. First team to score will not win the game. And I won that because Clemson wow. got out to a lead. They did get out to a lead <laughs> on that. All right, so... Big day for LSU, and and as I said after the game, well, as I said before the game, I said if LSU wins in the manner that we've seen all season long, they're on the very short list of the greatest teams of all time. TJ, you and I have talked about that 0-1 Miami team that ran the table that was just you know knee-deep in talent that went on to NFL greatness. Um, but they had Ken Dorsey, a quarterback. This is right. Joe Burrow. I mean, I, I I don't know how you could argue. I mean, maybe LSU wasn't the greatest defensive team, but Defensively, offensively. Defensively, that Miami team was on paper yeah. and by name a lot stronger. But, man. Yeah. Well, you got Ed Reed in the safety. Yeah, not, I mean, you can just – you can name DJ Williams. You can name so many yeah. players yeah. from that team. But offensively – If you look at – just. Mm-hmm. just when they played Texas, where was Texas ranked in the top ten? When they played Alabama, when seven they played top Georgia, ten. No one's ever done it before. Nobody seven, has done seven this. top ten teams in the same season. So, never, never. So done. for me, it, they they have to be at worst the first or second best college football team in the, in the history of the of the game because of the teams they beat. Where were they ranked? Nobody has ever done this, and so just off of that, and. They they weren't just getting by, they they were blowing teams out. They were blowing teams out. The closest games were Auburn and Alabama, and both of those games were somewhat comfortable wins, although it was a one possession game. 
I mean, think about this Miami team back in 01. So they had, we mentioned about the running backs. You had Clinton Portis, Frank Gore, Najee Willis McGahee. You have Andre Johnson at wide receiver. You have Bryant McKinney on the line. Uh, you also have on defense uh, DJ Williams, Jonathan Vilma, Ed Reed, Philip Buchanan. Uh, Mike Rumpf, he was a fir- Mike Rumpf got drafted high by the 49ers. Philip Buchanan was a first round pick of the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. They had some guys. And then their backups included people like uh, yeah. Kellen Winslow. Yeah, exactly. And everything else. I mean, these are their backups. backups for first round picks. Uh, so, I mean, it, 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 but they're in the Auburn. There's no question. It's a very short list of one team, you know, one season teams that can match the 2019 LSU team. All right, so LSU Nation is going crazy. Everyone's excited, and Odell Beckham is there. Odell Beckham Jr. is there, and he gets into the locker room. No big deal. I mean, he's uh, he's an LSU legend. You know, the players are excited to see Odell Beckham. He's a superstar. So he's throwing money around and everything else. Originally thought it was fake money, but Joe Burrow blew the whistle on him. Though he goes, no, that actually was real money. I'm not a student athlete anymore. So, yeah, that was real money. Great cash, homie. But then we had the incident with the uh, security guy. So some of the players are smoking cigars in the locker room. And you know how these security guards are. They're, they're not doing anything on their own. You making what? Fifteen fifteen dollars an hour. Top flight security of the world, Craig. Yeah. So you got fifteen dollar an hour security guy, and somebody says, "Hey, look, we have a no no smoking ordinance. Tell those players are gonna have to put out the cigars." So there's the security guy, and he's talking to the players. You know, you're gonna have to put out the cigars. And then Odell Beckham is standing there, and he's seeing like, "Hey, man, don't harass these kids." And he slaps the uh, security guy in the butt. And then the guy turns around, and then Beckham sort of like, hey, you know, sort of, like, you know, like, you know, chill down. Of course, Odell's loaded up, but that's okay. So now all of a sudden, we're here. There's going to be a lawsuit. Like he's going to be arrested. Like arrest warrant is out for Odell Beckham. First of all, he thought it was a sexual harassment on the uh, that that was the original because it was, I guess, because you slapped the guy on the butt. Um, but anyway, the good news for Odell Beckham today is all charges have been dropped. Now, I don't know who got to the security guy, probably making 15 bucks an hour, where he's going to drop the charges. Yeah, a little money on the table. There you go. That should have never away. been filed. So, I mean, I guess I guess there's, there's two things, though, on this thing. Really, there's one thing. Because of this Odell Beckham incident, whatever you make of the incident, overplay it, underplay it, it will, you, know what the, you know what the thing is. The NCAA... They got all kinds of rules. And the next thing you know what they're going to do here, TJ is going to say, no players in the locker room, none of that kind of stuff. You know how this is going to work. They don't want to do that. And we just talked about this off air. The NCAA, they're making big money on the backs of these players. Don't be hypocritical. Don't be hypocritical. You don't care about the well-being of the college athlete, and so don't act like you care now. You care because they're getting a couple thousand dollars. That money is going to be gone in a week or two. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Odell was drunk. Did he go a little a little far? Of course he did. And I'm sure he'd admit that. But the a lot of those kids go to LSU because of Odell Beckham. You start preventing the Odell Beckhams of the world at LSU or the Julio Joneses of the world at Alabama or A.J. Green at Georgia from being on the sideline and going into the locker room, these kids look up to Odell Beckham. The fact that he's rubbing shoulders with him and he's friendly with him and he gives it, they like that. You, That's what college football is about because you have that bond. We went to the same school. 
oh man, I hope he comes back, man. He comes back and then he befriends you and you guys build a friendship. That's what it's about. Like preventing guys from being on the sideline, preventing guys from going in the locker room to me wouldn't be the best thing to do. Um, do what they've done a thousand times and act like it didn't happen. But you know they'll overreact. Yeah, it, it's well, inevitable. Now, they overreact. They to have things. an investigation going on about this money being handed out. Now, again, the like majority Joe of those said, players, I'm not a student athlete anymore. The majority, I've seen them hand the people that I saw him hand money to. Yeah, they're no longer student athletes. So. Do what you've done a thousand times. You turn your back on things you want to turn your back on. Oh, we've seen him hand money to this guy. He's done. Oh, that guy, he's done as well. Okay, investigation over. That's what should be done. Don't be a hypocrite. Like, they're making big money off the backs of the players. Like, chill. All right. In the aftermath of this incredible season by LSU, Joe Burrow, 60 touchdown passes. 60. Yeah. By the way, unfortunately for Joe Burrow, he didn't break the record for highest completion percentage. He had the record the whole year, but the last game it dipped just below. He started off Cole a, McCoy. Started off a little rough. Started it started off, off rough, rough, and he that rallied field late. position. The yeah. field position early, so he didn't get that record. But 60, 60. Was there a moment, TJ, passes. you were worried in the beginning I asked of the him. second? Yeah, he I, said no. I what? wasn't I, worried. This yeah. okay. I thought Joe Burrow had two bad plays. And I'll take you through it and see if you guys can All right, well, this. on the other side, we'll do this. Because okay. I want to get into Joe Burrow here and his future uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, if that's the right thing for him. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out what's trending right now is Debbie Gascon. Waiting to hear his name called on draft day as well. I love it. Man, TJ was, was he convinced all of us in the studio last week. He said, LSU by a mile. You're right, man. I... I that LSU team is dominant. Well, I Clemson, look, Clemson had the number one scoring defense. Yeah. Um, 29 wins in a row. We saw Trevor Lawrence have this huge game yeah. uh, against Ohio State. By the way, uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't look all that hot. Not at all. Oh, Boy. my God. it was That was probably the worst game ever. Inaccurate, like, the entire game. He was overthrowing passes all Stowing over ducks. the field. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. All right, what's going on, Mr. David Gascon? Lots of college basketball today, guys. Here's McGriff again for three, top of the key. He got it! 7 of 12 from three-point range for Oklahoma State in the first half. Baylor's one for nine. Yeah, Oklahoma State leading number two. Baylor right now 49 to 41. Right now in the second half, FS1 action. Number 14, Villanova tie with UConn 43 apiece. Number 21, Ohio State getting blasted by Penn State 60 to 44. You guys are talking about Miami right now. They're playing Florida State. Florida State up by one as we speak. Number five, Butler's getting trashed by DePaul. 29 of 13 is the score. Eight total to play in the game's first half. And number 18, Seton Hall, 51-54. St. John's has the advantage in that affair. Steve, you uh, taking a peek at uh, at my San Diego State Aztecs? Yeah, how about the only undefeated team Not left bad. in the country? Yeah. <laughs> They'll tip off at 8 o'clock Eastern tonight. They play at home against Nevada. Fellas, uh, back to you. All right, very good, David. Yeah, obviously, uh, being in San Diego Monday through, through Friday, it's been a huge story down there. 353 Division One basketball schools and one. One is undefeated. That would be San Diego State. Uh, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So, TJ, um, Joe Burrow, uh, his father says that he has no problem 
uh, playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. So you played for the Cincinnati Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals would love to have Joe Burrow. Let me ask you this, and then let's, let's put your Bengal cap aside. Do you think that Joe Burrow would be best served playing for the Cincinnati Bengals? That's a tough question. I, I say, I've said this uh, a thousand times, man. I, I, Carson is probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, and I think highly of Carson, <clears throat> so... If Carson couldn't get Cincinnati over the hump, I don't know who can. Now, what I will say is I don't know Burrow that well. I'll get to know him here soon. Um, But the people I've talked to that know him very well says his confidence is through the roof. And he's looking at it like Cincinnati's at the bottom. They're in the basement. If if I can change this culture and we start winning – how is that going to elevate me? And I, and I believe that's how he's looking at it as a huge challenge to see if I can turn this around. Now, it's very, very early in the process. Um, his dad was just saying the right thing. Who, who knows if things change, but I'm just a firm believer that I just think highly of Carson. It's no knock on Joe. I, I, Carson's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, but when you say who's the best quarterback, you're not going to say Carson Palmer. You're not, and uh, and uh, you know, and and in the know, which obviously you are. Um, when we talk about a guy like Carson Palmer, here's what anyone will tell you about Carson Palmer: um, There's never been a quarterback in this league who could make every throw like Carson Palmer. Now, people say, "What what does that even mean? Every throw, touch, fade." I, there was not a pass that Carson Palmer could not throw. And this is rarefied air. And unless you're really a technical guy, you may not even grasp what that means. But again, uh, who knows what would have happened if he had not suffered the uh, the injury in the playoff game. Maybe it would have been different for you and the Bengals and Carson Palmer. Um, here, here's the thing about Joe Burrow, though. Uh, I still think this is a guy that a year ago threw 16 touchdown passes, and this year he threw 60. By the way, uh, I wanted to also ask you, are you stunned that Joe Brady's gone? Money talks. I, I, I thought I LSU was, was going to give him the money. They did. He signed an extension. What did t- Carolina give him? Two million. They, they. I'm assuming they had to have doubled his salary because LSU damn near tripled. They pretty much tripled his salary. Right. And, and so he probably enjoys the NFL uh, coaching better than college. College, college is a lot of. As soon as the season ends, you're out on the road recruiting. Okay. It's not a lot of downtime. Um, probably doing both, being with the Saints and with LSU, we probably realize, like, man. Well, his I, stock I like, is never going to be hotter than it is right now, obviously. Yeah, he he, what he did is uh, just brought a more dynamic offense to LSU. It was, it's not like he brought plays that nobody has ever run before. He had a quarterback to execute it. He had receivers that could get open, and it was just all – it was a perfect storm. All right, do you think that there's a possibility as the process moves along that Joe Burrow might pull an Eli Manning? Where he makes it clear that I do not want to be with the Cincinnati Bengals. Find a way to trade me out. I believe everything is a possibility. Um, but again, if 
like I say, the people that I know that know him, he j- his confidence, man, and I think that can't be understated that he just truly believes in himself. And he's a Ohio kid. He It could be a possibility he says, I don't want to play here because of the past. Or he looks at it and says, this is a challenge, and if I can turn this around, then I can probably go down in history because of the, there's how many teams have been consistently um, the Bengals have won a playoff game in 30 years. Mm-hmm. I, probably the Browns are lower, but it's he looks at it as a challenge if that remains the case. But yeah, he could pull an Eli Manning. He can pull a John Elway and say, I'm not going. Um, early in the process, let a couple months go by and see what happens. By the way, quick note on Joe Burrow. He's one month older than Lamar Jackson. The 2019 Heisman Trophy winner is one month older than the 2016 Heisman Trophy winner. Wow. Okay. All right. So I did. I mean, was it 2017, 2016, 2016, 16, 2016? Yeah, because yeah, Baker Mayfield was 2017. Um, just a little, just a note out there. By the way, you know who brought that up today? John Harbaugh. In defense, again, John Harbaugh's been on the defensive like all week long about Lamar Jackson. That's what... Uh, the guy's lost three regular season games, and he's 0-2 uh, in the uh, postseason. What do we have here, Gavin? This is Coach O at the LSU Parade. All right, so, oh, we got the LSU Parade. Right. I want to thank you for the governor's support, Scott's support, the board for hiring me, James and Mary and Valencia and Everybody came sit in my office and gave me 110% support. From that day on, I never blinked. And uh, I knew the, the expectation of LSU was a national championship. But you know what? When you have this staff right here, you can win a national championship. I want everybody on our staff to stand up. Stand up, guys. Yeah. That's the very best. That, that is the very best in the world right there. One team, one heartbeat. Yeah. I want to thank my wonderful wife, Kelly. As many of you know, as many of you know, we went on a blind date. When you look at her, you look at me, you want to know she's blind. (laughs) Yeah. We have the best fans in the world. I can't thank y'all enough. Uh, that Auburn and that Florida win, that goes for you guys, man. What a crowd that night. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But you know what? This is a player-driven program. This is all about the players. They did it. And I'll say this to you. We started working last January 17th. They worked for a year. Ongoing skill development. They decided they're not going out in bars. They decided they're going to class. They decided they're going to do the right thing. They're going to graduate. They decided that having character is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, you know, um, it's going to be the big what if. uh, One of those big what ifs in college football history. TJ, what do you think? What if? Now, Ed Orgeron took over when USC fired Lane Kiffin on the tarmac. Was it today? That was from today. Um, so Lane Kiffin gets fired as the USC football coach on the tarmac after the return from a road trip. 
And then Ed Orgeron is given the job, and they get on a roll, and then they get blown out by UCLA, and they decide to go in a different direction. If Ed Orgeron had stayed on at USC as their head coach, would things be different at USC? <laughs> or does or does it work at LSU for him being a Louisiana guy? Would it have worked long-term at USC? I, I don't care where you're from. If you can recruit and develop, it's going to work anywhere. And he's a great recruiter, obviously. That, that was best. his reputation of being a great recruiter. And he's a good defensive line coach. So you're going to develop those guys, and then if you can get the assistant coaches to develop their position players. So, yeah, I would assume 1,000% had he been hired at SC that you would be seeing a mm-hmm. better USC team. You never know. It didn't happen, but if I'm asked that question and say, oh, did SC make a mistake? Of course you're going to say they made a terrible mistake. Would they be better? Of course they would be better, but we'll never know, huh? All right. Uh, during this week, there were a number of interesting videos. Did anybody see the video of Drew Pearson having a meltdown when he found out he didn't make the Hall of Fame? All right. I'm going to get into this whole process. And by the way, just how big is David Baker? We Dude, got the he's... stunning stats, the actual stats coming up next. Dude, that. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance and you could save an average of 20%. We know a thing or two about how to save a buck or two. Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin and TJ Hushmanzada. All right, one of the stories of this past weekend was Bill Cower getting notified on being in the Hall of Fame on Saturday and then Jimmy Johnson being notified on television on Sunday. But it wasn't so much that they got into the Hall of Fame. It was the big man walking into the room that told him the news. Now, if you're not familiar with David Baker, he is the president COO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, you've seen him maybe in the past, little highlights on Super Bowl weekend where he's knocking on people's doors and notifying them that they're in the Hall of Fame. But I don't think anyone really got a full gasp of the size of this man, especially when he walked on the set with Tony Gonzalez. Now, how tall is Tony Gonzalez? He's six. He's six? a good six, 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 seven. Six, 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 seven, yeah. and probably weighs. He's lost a little weight since he. But he's still got to be what about two forty, two fifty. Oh yeah, he. He. I would assume yeah, okay. he's probably two forty. He looked like a little boy next to this man. So I know everyone and Jimmy Johnson, who's not tall, obviously. I mean, he went up to like his knees. All right, so here are the numbers on this David Baker. He is six foot nine. And weighs 400 pounds. Now, that is a big man by any standards. People say, did this guy play football? No, he actually played basketball at UC Irvine in the early 70s. He became a local politician who got busted for forgery 
ended his political career, but now obviously very successful in his uh, current job. All right, so that was one of the stories out of the Hall of Fame. The other this week, TJ, I don't know if you saw the video. I did. Drew Pearson, the great uh, Dallas Cowboys receiver of the 70s, uh, was one of the finalists in the Centennial Committee. There were 20 players on the list. Ten of them would be elected to the Hall of Fame. He invited a film crew in for what he thought was going to be the biggest day of his life. Here's what happened. What have I done wrong? I played the game, did everything right, represented the Cowboys in every way possible. Never brought shame, nothing to the name of the Dallas Cowboys. Played in seven championship games, captain. Take me out of the equation. See how many games they win. I know at least four they're going to lose. (sighs) Okay, now this is why the Hall of Fame process is so screwed up. So here's a guy, Drew Pearson, who never even been a finalist. Never even been a semifinalist. He's been eligible since 1989 for the Hall of Fame. So he finally gets his name on this list. What was interesting, TJ, and you being a former wide receiver, there were three wide receivers on the list that were contemporaries. They all played at the same time. Harold Carmichael of the Eagles, Cliff Branch of the Raiders, and Drew Pearson of the Cowboys, and they decided on Harold Carmichael. But let me, let me give you my idea on how you could better do this instead of stringing people out year after year after year after year. Here's how I would do it. So you wait five years after you retire, you're eligible for the Hall of Fame. Okay, and then they vote. Who's ever eligible that year, the five-year retirement rule. You get in, you don't get in. Now, I always believe in second chances, but that's it. Five years after you were eligible, if you did not make it, you will get one more shot. We've given all the experts five more years to figure out whether or not this person is worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. If you don't get in then, that's it. But this idea, TJ, of stringing these people out year after year. There should be some cap on it. It should be a cap on whether it's one year, two years, three, five, ten. It should be a cap on it because you start to get your hopes up. I don't understand. How do you make an all-decade team yeah. and you don't get into the Hall and of Fame? And he made the all-decade team I don't, over Harold Carmichael. I don't understand that. I don't want, like It was before I was born or right. he was playing. So I don't know. But when you when you see highlights, you see a lot of Drew Pearson. Yes. As they say, he's the original 88. So mm-hmm. I don't understand how you make all-decade team and you're not in a Hall of Fame. That's really crazy. All-decade team is 10 years. Right. And then think about the all-decade teams are. They're voted on at the end of that decade. So it's not like they're after you know an afterthought. In other words, they are sort of like fresh in the memory of who made the biggest impact. Now, I could argue for Cliff Branch I mean, all but, day, but... You know, I also don't like that we as athletes or just as people, we need other people's validation mm. to show you how I feel about to make me feel a certain way about myself. He should feel he's a Hall of Famer whether he gets in or not. You don't need everybody else's validation. Right. But they've made the Hall of Fame this hollow ground and everybody wants to get in. I mean, well, you saw the emotions. Bill oh, Cowher, Jimmy Johnson, was, there. Jimmy like, Johnson's was really, really. You uh, see Troy Aikman off camera. Yeah, there, he was cr- like crying. It was touching, but you, you, you shouldn't let somebody else determine your happiness and how you feel about yourself. All right, we are in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. There's another big story in sports. 
and it has to do with cheating. Coming up next. Shame. Shame. All right, rolling on on this big Saturday. Once again, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Tomorrow, it will be Kansas City hosting Tennessee, followed by the 49ers hosting the Packers. Two teams will emerge as participants in Super Bowl 54 down in Miami. We're going to get much more into those games, but... um, The biggest story this week, without question in the sports world, is the cheating scandal involving the Houston Astros. And this is just like wildfire right now. I mean, it is going bonkers. You know, I I found it interesting how this story developed when we had Mike Fires, the pitcher, blow the whistle. He was the whistleblower to call to attention that the Astros had been tipping off pitches, stealing signs. Major League Baseball does this investigation, and they feel like, all right, we'll just handle it right now. So they suspend. Remember, that's what they did. They suspended the general manager and the manager. They took away draft picks, top two picks in the 20 and 21 draft of the Astros, and fined them the maximum $5 million. They must have thought, hey, it's over. Over? It didn't take long for the owner of the Astros to immediately cut his ties. He fires the general manager and the manager. And then the collateral damage was Alex Cora, who was the bench coach on that 2017 Astros team, now the manager of the Red Sox, he gets fired. And then Carlos Beltran, who was the only player implemented, who had just been hired by the Mets as their new manager, he gets fired or gets let go. And now we got people all over the internet. And they come up with all this evidence of these sounds of these banging trash cans back in 2017. They're so obvious. Let me, let me just stop there for a second. When you're watching these videos, and this is what was going on in 2017, because apparently they may have changed their operation by 2019. But in 2017, they're just banging these trash can lids. And you can hear them. You, there's video after video of the Astros in 2017. Like one time you see Bregman's at the plate. And there's like silence, and all of a sudden you hear the bang, and here comes the breaking pitch, and he just hit crushes like a 450-foot home run. How is it that if the video can pick it up, no umpires? You're telling me nobody else? Now, Mike Fires blew the whistle on this, but at some point, if you're working multiple Astros, no one's picking up on this blatant it's not even, tipping it's off It's not of even the umpires. It's... Why aren't the guys on defense that are closer to the Astros dugout after if you they don't just play one game, they play series. So the next day you hear this and you start <laughs> wait, another off speed pitch and they like you would assume they start to hear this and say it's they're not doing it on the fastball. Oh, only on off speed. Mm-hmm. So you would assume I, I don't get it. I think it's crazy because when, when Altuve hit that home run, I never forget off uh, Araldis Chapman. That was last year. And I'm not a baseball guy, but I really watch it because my daughters have been in softball, so I'm really into it now. You don't sit off speed on a guy that throws 100. You just don't do that. And then you're coming from rounding third base. You grab your jersey. Yes, you're holding on. You're and you literally it let them know, guys. 
Don't take my jersey off. Y'all know what's under this. Don't do it. You run under the clubhouse. You come back out with a T-shirt on. That's things that make you go, Hmm. Mm. Something is not right about that. Well, his, his wife Some, didn't want him to do that. So right, remember right. Because Ken Rosenthal on the field asked him, why did why did you hey, change into a T-shirt? What some of us there? was born at night, but it wasn't last night. All right, so this story, the question is, where does baseball want this story to go? I think they were hoping by dropping the hammer with the suspensions, the uh, draft picks being withdrawn, and the fine, that that would be the end of it. It's just the beginning now it's a runaway train. I mean, to give you an example, Jack McDowell, the former Cy Young Award winner with the White Sox back in the 90s, now claims that when he joined the White Sox, that Tony La Russa had been fired the year before. Tony La Russa, the Hall of Fame manager, who, by the way, we said was the guy that first benefited from the PEDs, Canseco, McGuire, back in the Oakland days. And I, and I can tell you this, TJ, this is my own eyeballs. I started working on-air radio in 1989. So I'm here in the uh, L.A. area, and I would be at Dodger or Angel games Monday through Friday. Whoever was at home, I was there. This is 1989. And I remember walking into the Oakland clubhouse. Now, you know how it is. You, You get used to being around clubhouses, and you see athletes all the time. And I remember going into that Oakland clubhouse thinking, what are these guys eating? I mean, seriously, they didn't look like any other clubhouse in baseball. <laughs> look like a cartoon character. <laughs> I mean, Canseco was one thing, but even some of the other guys, it just, they didn't look like baseball players like everybody else did. And I had seen every, because t- I was covering baseball all year long, all season long, both American League and National League. And and already, so, you know, either LaRusso was the most naive person or he was given it the green light. And I've said this for years about nobody benefited from PED use more than Tony LaRusso. But now Jack McDowell claims, oh, no, no, no. He had a, like, this, this was, this is incredible. So Jack McDowell, I believe it was a radio show in North Carolina. It was in Charlotte. In Charlotte. Here is the former Cy Young Award winner, Jack McDowell, blowing the whistle on Tony LaRusa. We had a system in Old Comiskey Park in the late 80s. Gatorade sign out in right center had a light. There was a toggle switch in the manager's office and a camera zoomed in on the catcher. Mm. Okay? I'm going to whistle blow this now because I'm getting tired of this crap. Tony LaRusa is the one who put it in. He was also the head, the first team of all the people doing steroids, yet he's still in the game making half a million. Mm. No one, No one's going to go after that. The stuff's getting old where they target certain guys and let other people off the hook. And, like, the media doesn't know that this all happened, what's going on. Everybody knows. Everybody who's been around the game knows all this stuff. Why all of a sudden it became a big thing, I have no idea. Yeah, this is so true, uh, WFNZ. I remember in 98, TJ, uh, in the middle of the McGuire-Sosa home run chase, and, again, I had known McGuire since he first broke in with the Oakland A's, and when he took off his shirt in 1998, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Are you kidding me? He would wear these oversized jerseys as almost a camouflage. He take, I mean, literally, he didn't want you to know his he was that big. arms were the size of legs. And I'm like, what is going on here? Well, he's using creatine. Really? Is that what he's doing? The bottom line is everybody knew this stuff was going on, and no one did anything about it. It's the same thing with this sign stealing. So let me let me ask you this from an athlete's standpoint, as far as cheating is concerned. 
How prevalent is it? I mean, when we talk about any sport, basketball, football, baseball, hockey, whatever the sport may be, tennis, golf, doesn't matter. How prevalent oh, is the pursuit it of goes cheating on. to get an edge? It goes on because everybody wants to win. There's so much on the line. Now, for me, if you're going to quote-unquote cheat, let it happen during that game, meaning let's go baseball. If you can pick up the signs when you're at second base, you relay them to the guy's plan so that when they come up, they see that sign, they can relay it to the battery. You can do it that form. Let's go football. Defensively, you steal the signs of the signal caller calling the defense in so that you have an idea of what coverage they're going to play or if they're going to blitz you. Do it during advanced scouting. In football, you send a scout to go watch. Say we're playing the Ravens. He'll come back with their defensive hand signals, and if they use those same hand signals, we have an idea as the game starts. But there's no camera. You got to sit there and see it for yourself, write it down, bring it back, confirm it when you play them that it's the same signals. Okay, to me, that's cheating. But everybody's doing that. When you start using cameras and technology and that's like we're in college. We have an exam. I get a study guide and you don't. I should score a lot higher than you. I have a study guide. The teacher has given me a study guide, but you didn't get one. That's very unfair, would you say? Absolutely. How about this? Uh, This is what we don't understand. I think you and I are in lockstep as far as the penalties against the Astros. So let's say you get an A on the test. You get an A on a test. And then the professor finds out you cheated on that test. You get an F. Do Do you get to keep your A? No, you get an F. So how is it that the Astros, who are specifically being penalized for cheating during the 2017 World Series are still be able to recognize. And by the way, the owner of the Astros says, well, this doesn't taint our championship. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Are you, are you it has delusional? To. So how is it? It's not like the Dodgers don't want any part of that. There's not a single Dodger player saying that's our championship. They're not going to give it to anybody. Vacant. But we've seen Louisville got stripped of their national championship. They don't hand it to the runner-up. Reggie Bush got stripped of his Heisman Trophy. They didn't hand it to Vince Young. No, you just vacate the 2017 Listen, World Series. Do, do you not think that every manager in major leagues, mm-hmm. if they could cheat and win a World Series and lose a couple draft picks, the team gets fined, they wouldn't do it? Even after this. They definitely they, would. 100%. They would all yeah. do it. So you have to make the consequences to where nobody wants to do it again. Now, A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora and, and Beltran, they've lost their job. They're probably going to get another job. Oh, yeah. They're probably going to get another job. And so was it worth it? I'm going to say yes because the organization gets punished. Now, if you take that World Series away, immediately when you hire guys, you're going to let them know right away, we're going to do things the right way. All right. We're going to do things with integrity. How this came down, think about this for a second, guys. So there was this nine-page statement from the commissioner. Almost immediately in this statement, he cleared the owner. So you know a deal was done. You know a deal was done. 
where the owner says, all right, first of all, this idea of suspending my manager and general manager and then instantly the owner fires them, this was all part of the plan. You know that. You know what also was part of the plan? Keeping their World Series championship. It might. I'm sure it came up in discussion. Well, we can't penalize you that you cheated during the World Series and you get to remain World Series champions. So there was a deal cut. That's why the owner, upon firing the general manager and the manager, said it doesn't taint our championship. This this whole thing is just, it looks so bad for baseball. And now you get these wild rumors. Did you see this? uh, The son of Scott Brocious, the former Yankee third baseman, claims knowledge that Mike Trout is on HGH. That he that he that he's he's using stuff for a thyroid that was, that condition. That was stamped out. That was stamped out yesterday. Even Brocious himself put out an Instagram post saying, "Hey, I didn't mean to, you know, say anything about Trout." Or like, yeah, that that's a non-story. But again, I mean, once you say it, you can't put the toothpaste back in the exactly. tube. Exactly, I agree. Because it. yeah, exactly. it's within seconds, it's spread by wildfire. I've always said this about Albert Pujols. I mean, just test him. You may. <laughs> You remember the Mitchell report, which came out with all the names of every player that was suspected of mm-hmm. using some yep. kind of performance assessing drugs. Fifteen minutes before the report was made public, I got a preliminary list. And guess who was on the list? The number one hitter in baseball, yeah. Albert Pujols. When it became public 15 minutes later, guess who wasn't on the list? Albert Pujols. He just disappeared. And now, most of these with, guys were either former players or guys at the end of their yeah. career and everything else. But the biggest name in baseball at the time was Albert Pujols. His name just magically disappeared. And didn't when wasn't it came David out Ortiz mentioned in there, but he was never really in Yes. Yeah. Look, I mean, <laughs> uh, it'll be very interesting when we talk about Jose Altuve. Now, we see the Barry Bonds, the Roger Clemens being penalized by the pro- baseball writers as far as the Hall of Fame is concerned. Are they going to do the same thing with Jose Altuve? In other words, guy was was he a cheater? I mean, was it proven that he was a cheater? Do we suspect he was a cheater? I mean, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds never tested positive for any kind of performance sentencing drugs. And by the way, when they were allegedly using it, it actually wasn't against baseball rules. There were no rules against it at the time. Now, they put the rules in later, and then, of course, they were being tested and never tested positive. Do you want to hear Astros owner uh, Jim Crane on whether this is tainted? Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear the owner of the Astros here. Jim, does this taint the uh, World Series championship? Um, I, I think absolutely not. <laughs> I, are you kidding me? Look at this straight. <laughs> okay, so your general manager, your manager, your bench coach, your players. No, it's just no good. We got that. We got that big World Series trophy on display. What I mean, What else is he gonna say? Oh yeah, it completely taints our championship, man. It, it's, it's just, just funny a to black hear eye. <laughs> There's no other reason to cheat him. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's 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 move on from that. By the way, this story is just taking root. This is we got a long way to go. Really on this quick. baseball story. Yes, it's kind of good for baseball, right? We're all talking about it. Well, it's January I, for all the wrong reasons, but I guess you're right. <laughs> we are talking about it. Uh, I want to get back to what really matters right now, and this two big games tomorrow. The 49ers blew out the Packers 37-8 to just a few weeks ago. 
It actually was closer than the, it was like ah. it was a blowout, but the game was closer than the score indicates. All right, so we'll weigh on why it is that Kyle Shanahan is freaking out about that earlier game coming up next. That new school. Hey. <laughs> Steve Hartman. This Steve Hartman's playlist, y'all. I, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Everything I've asked for, Sam, you always know how to find my stuff. Uh, yeah. Steve Hartman, TJ Hoosman, Zada with you. Coming live from, uh, well, great news. It's a quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 50 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more in your car insurance. Go to Geico.com, see how much you could save. All right, NFC Championship game tomorrow. The 49ers will host the Green Bay Packers. 49ers are big favorites in this game. I believe they have the best team remaining of the four teams when you look at both sides of the football. And to add to that, they beat the Packers just a few weeks ago by a score of 37-8. to uh, Aaron Rodgers was sacked, I think, five times in that game. By the way, Aaron Rodgers... His two worst games this year were at San Francisco, at L.A. The Chargers beat him up as well. His California, he's the California guy, remember, right? He's a California guy. He has a losing record in the state of California. It's not been kind to him. All right, so you were saying before we went to the break here that 37-8 was a deception score. Let's start with that, and then I want you to give us the formula for the Packers to win the NFC Championship game tomorrow. The deception of the score, it was a lot closer. Turnovers, special teams. I believe the 49ers would have still won the game. Maybe not by a score of 37-8. Probably would have, instead of winning by uh, 29, they probably would have won by 14, which is still a nice cushion. So basically, the ball bounced their way the entire way. It did. But I believe they were the better team. I mean, when Aaron Rodgers, I believe he went 20 for 30 mm-hmm. for 104 yards. Like, wow. Sacked, uh, I believe, five times. Five times. And, yeah. and so how can the Green Bay Packers win? And Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, and that's still playing. Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. He doesn't throw the ball to anybody else. He doesn't feel comfortable throwing the ball. Last week he completed 16 passes for 200. I believe 40 yards or 223 yards. Eight of those 16 completions went to Devontae Adams, 160 yards. Mm-hmm. He doesn't feel comfortable uh, taking chances to anybody that's not Devontae Adams. The 49ers know this. They're either going to match him up with Richard Sherman, or which I think would be a better thing is put your other corner on him, double him, let Richard Sherman man up the other guy. So now you're, you're taking away Aaron Rodgers' best weapon, with the double team, Richard Sherman's going to man up the other guy, force him to do something else. The Packers can win if, if uh, Jimmy G just self-destructs mm. and turns the ball over. That, for me, is the only way I see uh, a chance for Green Bay is Jimmy G self-destructs, receivers don't make plays, running backs fumble the ball, they don't block, and it's hard for all those things to happen in one game. Well, the second that... Kyle Shanahan, coach of the 49ers, found out that it's going to be the Packers that they're playing uh, in the NFC Championship game. He immediately, immediately got out there saying that 37-8 meant nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Now, how much is that? I mean, let's just go from a player standpoint. 
I mean, you do have veterans, obviously. Richard Sherman, obviously, very much a, a huge uh, veteran presence on that defense. But you got a lot of young guys on this 49er team. I mean, you've busted out this year. You are right now. You, I mean, you're strutting your stuff. This is the best team remaining. They should be the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. But if you're Kyle Shanahan, are, are, are you a little nervous, especially after you just crush somebody, at least on the scoreboard, of being a little too confident going into this NFC Championship game? That That's why he said what he said is, yeah, we won 37-8, but that was a very deceiving score. Having a young team can also be a positive because they're not going to put undue pressure on them. They're going to be loose. They're going to be free. They're just going to get out there and play because they haven't been down this road before, so they, they don't know what the pressure is going to be. So that that could be a good thing. But Kyle Shanahan obviously knows what he's doing, one of the best young coaches in the league, been around football his entire life. His dad is one of the best coaches to ever coach. And so I'm sure they talk often, and it was you need to get out in front of this. Now, don't let your team think because we beat them basically by 30 points, it's going to be another 30-point victory. One, they're going to improve. Two, Every ball is not going to bounce our way. We might have a little adversity. Um, approach this game as such. Another spin on this was Aaron Rodgers. So after their win against the Seahawks in the locker room, Aaron Rodgers was appreciating the moment. I mean, they missed the playoffs the last couple of years. He may have thought maybe my time, you know, getting to this level was over. Back in the NFC Championship game for the first time in five years. So in that locker room after the Seahawks win, he was like, hey, you got to appreciate this. You don't know how many times you're going to get here. And then during the week, he was like completely the opposite. Ah, the pressure's on the four. There's no pressure on us. None. It's all on the 49ers. No pressure on you? 36-year-old quarterback on the backside of your career? I mean, you just said you... It's not even that. 2005. Yeah. This same 49er team mm-hmm. drafted Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. Right. Man, Aaron Rodgers, deep down inside, is like, they better hope we don't win this game. Mm-hmm. That, that, get the chance to knock them out of the playoffs and prevent them from going to the Super Bowl when they passed on me. Into, he's thinking about that. All right. There's so many potential storylines leading up to Super Bowl 54, but what would be the best storyline? We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're going to get to that. But let's find out once again what's trending right now as uh, David Gascon re-enters the scene. David. You guys not down for banning everybody, part of the Astros? Well, let me ask you this. Uh, Jose Altuve, is his career now forever tainted? Absolutely. Is he going to go to the Hall of Fame? If he, even if he puts up Hall of Fame numbers over his career, he's already on that way. Well, you tell me. You're, you're better in tune with the writers. Well, I don't know. The writers are I mean, pretty liberal when it comes to these sorts well, of things. Uh, but they're not when it comes Dude, to performance-enhancing drugs. Mike Piazza's in the Hall of Fame, is he not? Yeah, but they, they, they claim that— uh, Great Dodger. Yeah. No. yeah. I, I noticed how Gavin was quick to rush to well, defend I don't Mike think, Trout. That you you don't amazing. think Jeff Bagwell ever did Well, the anything. Mike Trout slander was yeah. ridiculous. No, it's not. That's just jealousy. Oh. Yeah, really? One, all the way jealousy. I have never seen Facts. I've never seen back oh, that like, like um, Piazza. You know, they always talk about, I, I was eyewitness to that. It was interesting. I've never seen a guy like this. Like, facially, his chest, nothing. He would take off his jersey. It looked like a bomb exploded on his back. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. It was unreal. Yeah. He's beloved in New York now. Yeah. I, do you, don't you think? I mean, AJ Hinch is one thing, but all these players that participated in it, all gone, executed it, all gone. Hundred game suspension for all of them. 
Only 100 games? Well, they gave 100 games for PEDs. I mean, is this more serious, less serious? I think it's more serious. I mean, this has got to be on par with Pete Rose. Mm. This goes all the way back to the 1919 That's Black a, Sox. Well, it should. I, yeah. See? Well, the I, Pete Rose thing is ridiculous. 30 years? Really? I mean, come on. And he's betting on his own team. Like, it's not like he's <laughs> exactly he's sabotaging them and making them lose. He had that much confidence in his players. I come on. I interviewed John Dowd, who did the Pete Rose investigation on several occasions. Mm-hmm. And I said, was there any evidence at all that he bet against this team? He goes, none. The reason that he didn't bet. People say, well, there were days he didn't bet on his team. And he goes, yeah. The reason he didn't bet on his team is he got his number four starter going against their. They were going to lose. They're going on number one starter. I'm not going to lose that game. Unbelievable. Uh, Kai's college basketball today. A couple games that were pretty tight throughout. Here's Butler. Drive. Layup. Good. Wow. A high banking shot off the glass is good by Butler. We talked about Butler being the big play guy among those four guards. Shows you why there. And number two, Baylor had to come from behind to beat Oklahoma State. Final score in this one, 75-68 to 68 was the final. Butler did have 17 points. Freddie Gillespie also had 17 on his own, 6 of 8 from outside. Number 14, Villanova squeaked away a victory over UConn, 61-55. to 55. St. John's had a lead throughout and failed to close things out against number 18, Seton Hall, 82-79. Number 21, Ohio State got blasted by Penn State on the road today, 90-74 to is the final. And number 5, Butler is in some trouble. They're losing by 14 points at DePaul. 54 to 40. Number nine, Florida State and Miami getting the second half underway. Seminoles lead by one. Number four, Auburn trailing by five at Florida, 28 to 23. Guys, more talk from you. Less from me. Back to you guys. All right. Well, we uh, we got so much to cover in a short amount of time. David, thank you very much. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, we'll get back to the potential Super Bowl, but apparently we got more trickling out right now. Uh, they have Fan Fest going on with the Astros today. Alex Bregman. Uh, do we have any sound on this? or this We is do. Just a... It's very low, so I'm going to have Sam turn this all the way up. All right, so Alex Bregman is there at the Fan Fest today, uh, and obviously the subject matter of all this video of him hitting home runs in 2017 after hearing banging sounds to tip off breaking pitches. Here's Bregman. Um, you know, the commissioner... The commissioner came out with a report, MLB did their report, and um, the Astros did what they did, um, meaning they made their decision on what they're going to do, and um, I have no other thoughts on it. Oh, man. Tough. To, this is tough. I mean, it's really tough for these players right now. I don't know. What, you, what are you going to say? I mean, again, there's there's video evidence now. Clear video evidence. A Bregman amongst other Astro players being tipped off on pitches. And in one of these videos, it shows Bregman, it shows the sequence of three pitches. And the third one, you hear the banging, which is a tip off breaking balls coming, and he crushes it. It's not going away. Uh, I hear Mike Piazza, of all people, uh, said what happened to the Astros would not have happened in his day. I think it's very sad. Can you imagine if Nolan Ryan knew that you were relaying his signs? You'd probably be missing a head. 
I mean, unfortunately, it's it's a unintended consequence of the digital age of all this information. I hope and pray that obviously it's it's behind the game and that obviously there's being punishments dished out. But it, it's there's no uh, there's no excuse for that. In my era, it would have never happened. One of the things about his era, and Jack McDowell actually said this. In their era, players took care of this. Jack McDowell said, when we when we realized someone was stealing a sign on us, you know what we would do? We would cross them up. So, you know, one for a fastball, two for a breaking ball. The catcher would put two fingers down, so the batter thinks, here comes a breaking ball, and then I throw a fastball right at his head. Basically telling the guy, you ever try to steal signs from us, the next one will go right through your ear. But he says they won't allow you to do that anymore. You can. You just got to deal with the consequences that comes because of it. I mean, I'm not in favor of uh, trying to hurt somebody because the way these guys throw and the velocity that they throw now, mm-hmm. that that can be that can be dangerous. It'll be tragic. But you you have the consequences have to be as such to where nobody thinks about doing this. It's unfair, man. It's unfair to the players of the teams that they beat. It's unfair to the fans of the teams that they've beat because the fans get invested in this. And and, and so if you're going to crack down on, on PEDs, you have to treat this a little more serious because it's the integrity of the game. But let me get back to the whole idea of players policing themselves. Now, you, you've told me about circumstances where you feel like an opponent has crossed the line and you make sure that he finds out that you guys aren't going to tolerate it, right? I mean, there was ways to get back at somebody. Yeah, you. It's almost. I don't. I could see some animosity towards the Astros players when when they when they start to play teams this year. I can see people throwing at them. I you you can see that happening because they there's no proof of this, but that Altuve with the jersey. I just can't get over. You can't get over that. No, you can't get over that. You go underneath and come out with a T-shirt on after a walk-off home. Nobody run. has ever done that to where you don't stay on the field and celebrate. That's odd to me. And they say, "Oh, we found no proof. Common sense is proof." When have you ever? They run around the base. They get their jersey yanked. Dude, this is the playoffs. This is in a, in a regular season game. They yank your jersey off. You run around the field. You get. They throw water or Gatorade hey. on you in a regular. In the playoffs, you have the wherewithal to go underneath because you know. Yeah. If I take this off, mm-hmm. cover is blown. He said his wife didn't want to do it. Sounds good. Sounds good. He Sounds he, very good. Don't you think he'd come up with a better excuse than that? And people believed him because you just didn't really. Well, like, you didn't oh, want man, to. He it's, really respects it's like his wife. Five yeah, foot right. six, Jose Altuve. He just crushed it. Boy, did he murder that ball! Holy moly! Uh, and you a little and, bit more from and, Bregman. And remember, you remember Chapman's reaction, like the complete disbelief. Yep. The smirk. Of what ha- You remember that? Oh, the yeah. smirk. That Aroldis Chapman had after Altuve hit that home run. What do you got here now? So this is Alex Bregman sending a message on what this season will mean. All right, go ahead. Uh, I think uh, just the twenty the twenty twenty year, our actions will speak louder than our words. And okay, there you well, go. I mean, well, <laughs> but, I mean, there's a lot of pressure this year, though. I mean, well, I, 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 you think? Um, I, I mean, the Astros I, are completely <laughs> under the microscope. First of all, they need a new manager, right? They need a new manager, but 
man, if one of them starts in a slump. <laughs> well, exactly. If Bregman hits 265 this year with 20 home runs and Altuve hits 248, game over. Oh, man, if they if they do this and they, they don't come close to their career averages mm. or the last few year averages, it's wow. Yeah. This will impact attendance, too, because who doesn't want to go see their team face the Astros right now? <laughs> I do. I want to. I want to. Well, I'm not a big boo guy, but I, I okay. kind of want to boo All right. them. <laughs> let, let me take a step back. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take a fan's perspective on this. You know, when we talk about baseball, whether it's the PED use or cheating with the stealing signs, and they and they keep harping on protecting the integrity of the game. <clears throat> and I'm like, you mean the integrity of the game that banned an entire race for 50 years? The integrity of, of that game? I mean, th- this idea of cheating and sports, from a fan's perspective, and I, I, I went on a couple of L.A. stations, you know, because these Dodger fans are outraged about everything else. And I said, look, I have made my living in the sports world my whole career. And I have an amazing respect for athletes in general. It's just the way I feel about athletes. So I, I sit here, though, and say, this is entertainment. Do I really care from a fan's perspective whether... An athlete puts his health at jeopardy to be bigger, stronger, faster. If the end result is, I'm going to see a better product on the field. From a fan's perspective, I really don't care. It's not my call. It's their individual calls if they want to subject themselves to that. Same thing with the cheating situation. Does it really matter who wins or loses in these games as long as I'm entertained? Now, if you have gambling on it, like, you know, like a degenerate like Gavin, that's one thing. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, seriously, are we are we getting a little out of whack with a perspective on cheating in baseball? Where there are that somehow it's a society problem? Does it really matter? Because the fact is, baseball's had cheating forever. Doesn't make it right. Though. Is it to this extent? Where you're recording, sign it, it has it been to this extent where allegedly you're wearing devices to alert you of what pitch is coming? Has it been to that extent? Well, they're just using modern technology. It's just like social media has changed the dynamic. One of the worst arguments is, oh, it's always been this way. Let's keep doing it. Okay. Well, how, how are you going to police history. it? That's how not... are you going to police it? We know you ban them for life. Yeah. That's how you police it. Who are you banning for life? The players. If you can, yeah, if you can find out who they were, have them all snitch, kick Altuve out of the league. Well, again, we have video evidence right now of Houston hitters during 2017 reacting to sounds from off the field. Should every one of those players be banned for life? I'm not going to take it that far. I know that's the most extreme, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. I would give them a year suspension. Um, because all, all they'll miss the game they love, and they'll also miss a lot of money that they can never get back. And, and it'll, I, I believe that will deter the next team or group or people that even think about doing this. Yeah, a year in any sport is a major impact, right? Your career. 
I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Like, you remember when Ryan Braun got busted for PED use and he got suspended all those games? You know what did not get terminated? His contract. So he didn't get paid the amount of money of the games he got suspended, but they didn't void his contract. He came back. He was never the same hitter. When he was on PEDs, he's, he's been a shadow of what he used to be. You know what hasn't changed? His paycheck. Still getting paid. He got the money based on the numbers he put up using the performance-enhancing drugs. He served his suspension. That contract's still running. He's still getting paid for a fraction of the production. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, what the deterrent is. Unless you go to the extreme and just immediately say, if we catch you, you're banned for life. Period. No second chance. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I want to get back to the Super Bowl. What, what is... The best storyline potential for Super Bowl 54. We're going to tell you coming up next. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Steve Hartman and TJ Hushman Zada tomorrow. AFC NFC Championship Games by day's end. We will know which two teams will match up in Super Bowl 54. Uh, TJ, I understand you'll be heading to Miami. Uh, they haven't had the Super Bowl there in quite a while. I was in Miami the last time, uh, right here for Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Chris Myers and I were doing our shows down there in Miami. It was very memorable, too, because uh, we did our shows from what they called the uh, the Bud Light Hotel, also the Hooters Hotel. <laughs> and uh, You had to get a nice little smirk in, huh? Well, I ta- <laughs> I'll put it this way. We walked in, and we were greeted by about a dozen Hooters girls. And I had to stop for a second and ask one of these girls, I like, you don't really work at Hooters, do you? She goes, no. Uh, yeah, they, these, these were superstars, superstars. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, but they were told need to do upgrades on the stadium. If you want, if you want the Super Bowl back in Miami, I mean, if it were up to me, if you were to set the Super Bowl schedule, wouldn't it make sense? Miami, New Orleans, LA. And just rotate the three, right? You got the East Coast, you got I could, Central. I mean, I mean, everyone likes to go down you, to South Beach. Everyone loves to go to New Orleans. You come to L.A. I mean, that's that's pretty much it, right? If you want uh, good weather, good locations, uh, good ambiance, yeah, those maybe you can go to Texas. Well, not after there. Have you noticed how Dallas ain't getting any other Super Bowls? Oh, after I thought I, I was there for that. Debacle. Now, now with the with the Raiders, do you throw Vegas in there now? Would I? Absolutely, I would. So, uh, yeah, and they you, and they will get a Super Bowl. But you go, you go, Miami, L.A., New Orleans, uh, Vegas. Rotate those every four years. Here, here's I'm looking, at it. and I, I, you know what, I was going to say a city that gets in the loop. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a negative. I've covered 26 Super Bowls. I've been a lot of these cities. Obviously, some were much better than others. Um, as far as the matchup is concerned, you know, this has been a big celebration. 100 years of the NFL. You know, 2020 is that year. Really, the best storyline when you think about it would be Packers Chiefs. Why? Because that was Super Bowl one. It would be the rematch. But beyond that, Andy Reid, let me ask you this. So you got Andy Reid, who has coached, he's won more games than any coach in NFL history who's never won an NFL championship. If Andy Reid and the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, is there any groundswell nationally about, wow, it would be really great if Andy Reid finally won a Super Bowl? Does he generate any of that kind of dynamic? 
I'm sure there's people out there. Yeah, of course. He he's one of the best coaches to ever coach. Six winningest coach in the history of the NFL. And, and so I'm sure people would like to see him get a Super Bowl. But the great thing for Andy Reid is uh you would expect at least for the next ten years mm-hmm. he's gonna be in a minimum or he should be five championship games. He's gonna have a lot more chances to get that Super Bowl, but I'm of course he's looking at it this year like we have a we have a shot because as long as you have Mahomes, Kelsey, and you can keep these receivers together, you're going to be in contention for years to come. Uh, the other thing about a Packer Chiefs Super Bowl would be, oh, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes do commercials together. That'd be pretty interesting, huh? The right? battle of the All-State guys. Yeah, the All-State guys, <laughs> right? You think they don't play that up? I mean, seriously, no knock on the 49ers and the Titans. I mean, obviously, every, every team has a storyline, but... I don't know, to me, because a lot of times when I've covered Super Bowls, when I get there and you start seeing the player, you're like, yeah, this made sense. This was sort of destiny that these were the two teams that end up in the Super Bowl. I don't know why that is, but every time I would go to a Super Bowl, it's like, all right, yeah. When it was all said and done, craziness, this made sense. It would be uh, it would be interesting. Gunslingers, well, Aaron Rodgers used to be a gunslinger. He's a little more conservative now, but... Right, the old pro versus the young star. It would be an interesting dynamic, but it would also be interesting seeing that 49ers defense uh, try to contain that Chiefs well, offense. And think about this dynamic. Well, we'll get we'll get more into this. we got a lot to cover here. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What exactly is going to go down tomorrow? We're going to tell you coming up next. One more day, one more day until we get to these conference championship games and find out which two teams will end up in Super Bowl 54. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, so very much uh, set for tomorrow. Uh, Gavin, are you, are, are you, Sam, you guys ready for tomorrow? So we're going to, uh, Rich Ornberger and I are going to be here. We get on uh, two hours before the kickoff of the first game. Same scenario we had last week. By the way, last week was so crazy uh, with that game between the Chiefs and the Texans. That was an all-time yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> I'd show you how wacky that was, TJ. So Rich and I are sitting here doing the show. So the game kicked off a little after uh, noon West Coast, 3 o'clock on the East Coast. And we got this crazy game going on. And we get to our final segment of the show. And Rich looks at me and goes, no, we got another hour. I go, no, Rich, it's this is our time. He lost an hour. You know how long that first half lasted? It almost lasted two hours. So basically the whole show was pretty much over and the first half was just ending. <laughs> the fir- you know how crazy it was? I'll show you this, TJ. So we're sitting here watching the Texans get off to this 24-0 lead and we're already talking about Andy Reid. Like, you know, how is he going to survive? Seriously, how many times does this guy have to fail in the playoffs and still keep his job? So we're getting into the Andy Reid stuff. And then Kansas City gets the big kickoff return to set up their first touchdown. All right, so it's 24-7. to And then you've got Fourth and four at your own thirty-yard line, and you call a fake punt. I that was the beginning of the end, right there. That was so. Right after that play, literally, we go to Troy Aikman because Aikman is going to be. We got to hear this audio, so we bring on Aikman because he's going to be doing the follow-up game between uh, Green Bay and Seattle, and we're like, "Could you believe that call?" And he's like. 
you know, a call like that, risk-reward, right? The risk you run is that you're literally handing the ball right back at the 30-yard line. What's your reward? Okay, this was Troy Aikman right after that inexplicable fake punt call. And, and, and by getting the first down, you're then in a position to come away with points. But <clears throat> backed up like that uh, on the road and you've got the lead and you've given up a little momentum already, That's uh, if, if they go on to lose this game, that, that'll certainly be questioned for a while. You know, I have a question. Joe Buck in the background getting excited about (laughs) what's happening. This game is tremendous. I mean, all the games so far this postseason really have felt great. Very even. Oh, no! We have a fumble on the (laughs) ensuing kickoff return. This is crazy. And the Chiefs have the ball inside the five yard line. Troy, (laughs) what is going on right now? Uh, (laughs) You know what? All right, so 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 you know what happened after the Chiefs scored, then they kicked off, and the ball pops out right into the into the Chiefs players' hands. While we were talking to Troy Aikman, I mean, you just got that was sense. an adventure right there. That five <gasps> ten minutes, huh? It was unbelievable. But I mean, in retrospect, because when you listened afterwards to Bill O'Brien trying to explain what he was thinking, he's like, "Well, we felt like we had to put up fifty points." I mean, it was a flat-out panic well, That's move. why you don't kick the field goal at 24 nothing. But there was a mess-up that said, the, the, all right, they were up 21 to nothing, yeah. and there was some... There was si- a fourth and one, and they they looked like they were going to go for it. They and, were going to go for it, but they got their signals crossed up. Bill O'Brien was going crazy on the sidelines, and then they... So they up, called the timeout. And then they right. went for the field goal. Yeah. To go up 24 nothing, Which but, is three scores. It's not four, you know? Right. 20. But he... That was a panic move, right? Kansas City finally puts up one touchdown. I mean, you're winning. Touchdown. I don't even know how that's a panic move when you're winning. Like, But he panicked because he said afterwards, we thought we had to put up 50. Yeah, you thought you had to put up 50, and then when you had fourth down, you kick a field goal. Why not go for it if you thought you had right. to put up 50? I mean, it's easy to be the Monday morning quarterback and second-guess the decisions. Uh, it happens. You... You know, playing Kansas City, they they gonna make a run at it. You just not just gonna keep them down like that. I would have preferred you go for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. You punt the ball, but if you get the fake punt, it's oh that's a great decision. So you know it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback because it didn't work, and, well, and we we bash Bill O'Brien for it. Chiefs just hell of a job making that comeback. But once they did get stopped, I mean, it was over. I mean, the floodgates were open. I mean, they they got routed. Can you imagine if you had Texans plus nine and a half in that game? I, I can't. and you're up twenty four yeah. nothing. You're up thirty three and a half. You feel real good about yourself. I mean, don't you're, you? you're 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 cashing the check, right? You have oh, plus yeah. nine and a half, and they're up twenty four nothing. You're, you're plus thirty three and a half. By the way, that was the first team in NFL history to be down 24 points in the first half and have the lead at halftime. It's never happened in any NFL. There have been teams overcoming at 24, you know but not in the crazy, first though? half. Watching that game, I felt like Kansas City was going to make it a game. Now, whether they come back and win, I felt like they had a chance. The second Re- they I scored the first touchdown and it was 24-7, to 7, you went, oh, no. Like it just, It just felt like that. And then it all just... Well, it doesn't help when you hand the ball right back to them at the 30-yard line. That's the thing is, as much credit as Kansas City deserves, Uh, they did need a a, a dance partner in that. You know, the Texans were right there to help them out. All right. uh, One team that will not panic uh, playing the Chiefs, thinking they have to score 50, are the Titans. 
Remember what happened in the first game. Now, again, that game was in Tennessee. It wasn't in Kansas City. They were down nine. Titans were down nine in that game with less than seven minutes to go. And they won. I mean, I'm looking at you, TJ, right now. I'm trying to, again, Andy Reid, one and eight all time against the Titans. Titans beat this team already this year, despite the fact that Mahomes threw for 446 yards and three touchdowns. It was his first game back. I'm sure he was a little mentally uncomfortable coming back from that knee injury. That had to have an effect on him. But it, it didn't affect him. What it affected It didn't affect his their performance. Their special teams melted down in that game. That's when you start looking at Like, you look at that first game, if you look at the numbers, you're like, Chiefs should have won this game. They outgained them. They had domination of time of possession, turnover. They had a complete meltdown on special teams. That's when I get back to this idea of, of certain karma that for whatever reason, Andy Reid's kryptonite is the Titans. One and eight? How's that possible? And it's also tough. It's going to be tough. It's really hard to be a good team twice. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough for Tennessee. But they, they have a formula that doesn't matter if it's going to be tough. Their formula, they can do it. Play good defense and run the ball. Shorten the game. Limit uh the Chiefs' offensive possessions. That's they're going to be their game plan. And the way they're running the ball with Derrick Henry, right now you say, oh, they're going to be able to do that easy. 20, you got to make Tannehill throw the ball more than 20 times. And if you if you can do that, I mean, Derrick Henry didn't run the ball. First game, I believe. 23 had, carries. And I believe Tannehill threw it 19 times. Something like that, yeah. And so, time of possession, they didn't have many plays. They only had 22 minutes. Uh, the Chiefs had it 38 in that game. So, when they had the ball, very effective. But again, mm-hmm. the Chiefs did kind of self-destruct. And that's just what we talked about with the 49er game. Is everything going to bounce your way this game? Probably not. And so do you see the Chiefs self-destructing on special teams with their special teams coach being as good as he is, with them being aware of what happened last game? Probably not. By the way, before we went to the break at the top, I, I was talking about a uh, the storyline Super Bowl that I think would have the greatest storyline being Green Bay, Kansas City, a rematch of Super Bowl One. I also would be interested in that. In the fact that the Chiefs have a veteran coach with a young quarterback, and the Packers have a rookie coach with a veteran quarterback. I mean, it's a complete opposite dynamic of a veteran coach with a young quarterback as opposed to a veteran quarterback with a young coach. By the way, why do you think it's worked with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur? And by the way, if you look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers this year, they're almost identical to what he did a year ago. Last year they were six nine and one. This year they were thirteen and three. Um, I can almost guarantee, and I don't know this offhand. They're running the ball better, and just from watching games, they're much better defensively. They get pressure on a quarterback with the Smith brothers, mm-hmm. not brothers, but same last name. Sure. Um, and that's the key. They're able to run the ball a lot more effectively with Aaron Jones and those guys, and. They're just a better defensive team than they've been in years past. Well, how much credit do you give Matt LaFleur? I mean, he took over a team, missed the playoffs you two straight them, years, you 6 give 9 them, one. They're, they're you 14 give them credit and 3 now. For having the wherewithal to say, okay, we're, we're going uh, to run the ball a little more than you guys have in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to play good defense. I thought Mike, I think Mike Patton has come in and done a really good job defensively. But yeah, they, they're just running the ball more. 
they're not putting every game on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. We're going to play as a team, um, keep our defense off the field if we're able to by running the ball so that when they do get on the field, they're fresh, they can go get after the quarterback. And, yeah, that's what he's – but LaFleur, coached in Washington, kind of under that Shanahan umbrella, they believe in running the ball. NBA ratings, down. Baseball ratings, down. NFL ratings, up. What is it about the NFL that continues to create distance between it and every other sport in America? We're going to tell you coming up next. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. 
the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Winter means it's time to bundle up your insurance. Bundle home and auto with farmers and you could save an average of 20%. Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin, TJ Hushman, Zada. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. Good thing, too, because... Having a home is hard to work. It's very hard work. Uh, go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See how much you could save. Geico.com. It is easy. So we hear about struggles of some of these sports right now to gain an audience. Baseball has been in a free fall for years. Uh, and the NBA is not off to a good start this year. Their numbers are way, way down. Not a problem for the National Football League. Football has never been more popular than it is now. Remember a couple of years ago, people were pushing the panic button. We have the controversy with the national anthem. We had domestic abuse charges. Numbers were slightly down. A lot of people said, that's it. That's it. The NFL's plateaued. Here comes the slide. No. No. Uh, the NFL is more popular than ever. Let me ask you this, TJ. Is it the product? Is it gambling? Why do you think the NFL seemingly has no ceiling on its popularity? It's the excitement of each game, the one you play one game per week. Yes. Whereas basketball play sometimes three, three games in a week, maybe four. Same thing with baseball. Whereas football, every game matters. Every game is important. In basketball, I mean, in certain games, they're the best players they won't play. It's load management. That's not happening ever. And guys will play hurt because every game matters. And so you play 16 games, everyone matters. And so the fans, they're invested because every game is of importance. So then explain to me how it is that by far the richest sport and the players have the worst deal of any team, uh, any sport. Why, how, how has that been perpetuated? How, as we head on to this new collective bargaining agreement, are the players going to change things? Hopefully they, they understand the power that's there, the awareness. It should be there now with social media and instant news. you got to get as close to guaranteed contracts as possible, even if the deal is only going to be three years, that's good for both sides. You get back to the table a lot quicker, um, get better benefits, get health insurance. That That's the key. We play the most brutal, brutal sport there is, and we don't even have medical insurance. I, I, that just blows me away. And, and again, if you don't know, uh, and you just talked about it yourself, TJ, five years. That's it. Nobody has. After you, after you leave the game, you get five years coverage. And... 
very few players have problems within five years because you're still young. Your well, you said you never went to the doctor in that five-year span. I went to the doctor this year. It was the first time I had been to the doctor since I retired. And so, knock on wood, you got I, a clean bill. But I mean, seriously, I mean, five years. And so, you just you don't use it. But as you start to get a little older, as I am, mm-hmm. um, you start to have little problems. And yeah, players hopefully that they're aware. And I, and I've talked to players. You better get medical insurance because you think er, a lot of players will have enough money to pay for. It, but there are some that just don't. And if you're able to play X amount of years, man, you should have medical insurance. Like. You just look at a guy, we talked about him earlier uh, off air, Eric Dickerson. Hall of Famer, played a running back position, which is a brutal position to play. No medical insurance through the NFL. That doesn't make any sense. Well, and I would imagine your premiums, if you're trying to acquire health insurance and you played in the National Football League, yeah, the old pre-existing conditions, I would imagine that uh, coverage is going to be a little steep or a little steeper for a 40-year-old uh, former NFL player than it would be for a normal 40-year-old. Yeah, and so that, that that's why the NFL and the Players Association, um, for the players, and, and it's not for just for myself, it's players that came before me, um, give them that medical insurance, give them, like I remember I was a player rep. I was willing to give up money to give the retired players more on their retirement because without them, there is no me. And, and so ho- hopefully things will change. Hopefully they're going down the right path. Um, but it's, it's just going to take time. And I, I, I hope with the awareness that, that's been talked about it um, from the contracts uh, to the health insurance. To me, that that's important. You know, everybody wants to talk about the, oh, the marijuana and this and that. That to me, health insurance and the contract part is more important than 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 those things, in my opinion. By the way, right now we got the East West Shrine Game going on. If you if you're not aware of the East West Shrine Game, it started in 1925. Continuously, it's been played since 1925, showcasing some of the top college players. Uh, I mean, this predates the NFL draft by a decade. I now, played this- in it. You played in it. Uh, did you play before nobody? Because we're watching this game for the eighth straight year. It's in St. Petersburg, back when you were it's in San Francisco back in the day. It was pretty crowded when Had we played. Had to do with the Shriners Hospital, and, and it's it's a great cause and everything else, right? Look at that. It looks like it's the combine. There's n- literally, it, it looks like they're playing a game at the combine. There is nobody in the seats. I don't get it. What, what, what? We had a pretty good crowd when I when I was there playing. Yeah, it's so I mean now if it's not the senior bowl, I guess it's looked upon as uh whatever. <laughs> Wait a second, look for any of these players, right? You want an opportunity to increase your stock? Do you, do you feel because you played well in that East West Shrine yeah, game? Do you think you helped yourself that day? You don't know or that week. You, you'd like to think so. What kind of feedback did you get that week? You don't know what kind of feedback you got. I, Did you have this, any interaction okay. with NFL scouts? Oh, yeah, or, yeah. yeah. I, I talked to a lot of people. Okay, this is how you know you did well. So I wasn't highly thought of. But after that or during the week of that, uh, the practices and stuff, I had a ton of agents calling me. Really? See? <laughs> yeah, a ton of agents calling me because. That must have been pretty cool. Players they represented. Right. They, I guess, was like, man, we can't cover this guy in practice. Mm-hmm. So they, they were calling me. But. 
it, it was fun. I, I wanted to plan it because you just want to go against other guys from other teams that you saw on TV that were having good years just to see how you matched up with them. So when you walked off the field for the last time at Oregon State, what were your thoughts about the NFL as far as what do you where you thought your draft stock was at? Oh, I honestly thought I was going to go in the second or third round because I, I, I was going to, I felt I was going to run fast. I was going to jump high. My my measurables were going to be good, mm-hmm. which which they were. Um, it didn't work out that way. Kind of pisses you off. Um, have a chip on your shoulder, so to speak. You always got something to prove. Um, did but, you think that Chad was overshadowing you? No, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a hater at all. I thought, uh. Chad would go into the combine and run the fastest time of any player there. Um, obviously, he didn't. But no, even to this day, when we speak of Chad, I think I don't think Chad is a Hall of Famer. If you put certain guys in the Hall of Fame, if it's based on talent, he's a Hall of Famer. And will he ever get in? Probably not. So it, it's kind of crazy. If the Hall of Fame is about the best players, Chad is one of the best receivers to come through the NFL. Uh, one other NFL story I wanted to get to with you today. Jason Garrett has been named the new offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. Man, that's going to be interesting, ain't it? Well, I mean, you got Joe Judge, who just seemingly was plucked out of complete obscurity, uh, essentially a special teams guy, uh, to be the head coach of the New York Giants. And now you just hired a guy that's been the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys for a decade as your offensive coordinator. So... If you were Joe Judge right now, would you be feeling comfortable? I mean, uh, of course. knowing that they just brought in a guy that has 10 years of coaching experience uh, in the hot, hot lights of Dallas as the offensive coordinator? I'm sure if Joe Judge didn't want that to happen, it wouldn't have happened. I'm sure Joe Judge wants some insight on a divisional opponent. I'm sure Joe Judge sees that they're keeping Kellen Moore. Okay, Kel, Jason, let's give us these checks. Let's, how do we attack these protections? Let's get these hand signals down. And so a little gamesmanship as well. All right, let me ask you this from just being an offensive coordinator and as an offensive guru. What's the rep on Jason Garrett? I mean, uh, you know, they obviously handed the offense over to Kellen Moore, who got a lot of hype. Uh, Is Jason Garrett some dynamic offensive mind? Jason Garrett was pretty good when he was running offense for the Cowboys. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, when you go, he's got a young quarterback, Daniel Jones. What's the deal? When you go into a head coaching role, speaking, Jason Garrett, it's hard to be the offensive coordinator and manage the team and the game. He's going to go to the Giants, in my opinion, and he's going to show everybody why Jerry Jones was somewhat reluctant to let him go. Very intelligent guy, smart, understands football. He knows they got some talent with the Giants organization on the offense side of the ball. You got a young quarterback that can move. You got a really good running back. Offensive line's pretty good. Got probably need another receiver. You got a good tight end in Ingram. And so Jason Garrett is looking at that and says, huh, I got some pieces here. I can work with this. By the way, the only other guy to interview for the job was Mike Shula. They went with uh, – Jason Garrett, if you were uh, Joe Judge, you hand over the play calling duties, everything over to Jason Garrett. Joe Judge is not an he's a special teams wide receiver coach. And so I'm assuming he's going to be what you want a head coach to be. And by the way, John Harbaugh was a special teams guy. He's had a pretty good he's head gonna, coaching career. He's going to be a CEO. Mm-hmm. You hire great assistant coaches. Let them coach. 
of course you're going to make suggestions because you're the head coach. But I'm sure he hired Jason Garrett to say, this is offense, do what you got to do, and I might want to put this in or that in, but it's Mm -hmm. your offense. I I would assume that's going to be the case. Let me ask you this. If the Giants come into Dallas and uh, a Jason Garrett-led offense beats the Cowboys in Dallas, how about if the Cowboys finish behind the New York Giants in the NFC East in 2020? How would that sit with uh, Jerry Jones? He's going to sit here and say to himself (laughs) or to Steven, Told you Jason was pretty good. Told you we probably should have kept him. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's 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 tough. That that's worst case scenario. Worst for Jerry case scenario Jones for Jerry Jones is the fact that Jason Garrett's in their division. And he's going to be calling the offense of the New York Giants. All right, we'll see how that plays out. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's find out what's trendy once again. David Gascon. Uh, so we turn the page from college football to college basketball. Are you giving Gavin any picks on Saturdays? I just say ride with the Aztecs. There you go. Whatever, you, whatever, you, whatever the Aztecs are doing, you can't do they're, that. They're blowing people out. I know, but it's the Mountain West Conference. Well, then, then take advantage of it. If it's just about winning, Gavin doesn't care who he bets on as long as I he bet comes on San Diego State this week. Actually, yeah, yeah, but he's got a little bias. I think the line is thirteen tonight against Nevada. Against Nevada. By the way, you know who the coach of Nevada is? Steve Alford. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that, how'd that happen? Asked to, I have, you know, he got like <laughs> oh, a, ten, you know, he got like a ten-year deal. <laughs> yeah. This was unbelievable. He gets fired from UCLA when he came out publicly and said that coaching basketball is like number three on his priority list. He talked about his faith. He talked about his family, and then he, and then he, uh, and then he said, "Yeah, you know, coaching's like number three on my list." He gets fired by UCLA and he gets like a ten-year deal at Nevada. You can appreciate a man with family and faith ahead of work, right? Oh, no. No? No. My family, yes. Uh, my faith, my faith is in me. Uh, uh, here's the thing. My job also goes in with the family part of it, so I don't know. That's right. College oh. tuition, baby. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, Major League Baseball news. Dusty Baker and Buck Showalter are both candidates that will interview for the Astros managerial position. That was first reported by The Athletic. Meanwhile, switching over to the NBA, a couple of items to report as well. C.J. McCollum's out for today's game for the Portland Trailblazers. Paul Millsap out for tomorrow's game for the Denver Nuggets when they take on the Indiana Pacers. College basketball today. Sims on the shot clock to Rainey. Top of the arc. Sends it back to Sims. Inside Jericho in the mismatch. A slam dunk over Marcus Garrett. Yeah, Texas looked good in the game's first half, but now Kansas has the advantage in the second half. Second, uh, Six-ring Kansas leading Texas 42-39. to Number four, Auburn gets beat again. This time they get blasted by Florida. 69-47 was the final score in that one. Omar Payne had 19 points, 11 rebounds in the victory for Florida. DePaul and number five, Butler going at it. There's a three, and it. And DePaul with a 79-66 win. First win over a top five team since 2006. Guys, I had to play that. The, the warm-up is for college basketball's March Madness, the NCAA tournament, when you get those what are those conference? You get like the Ivy League where you get like a Harvard or mm-hmm. whoever and you get some of the student broadcasters. Just yeah. Little, just a little taste for you as we get ready for the NCAA <laughs> tournament. Uh, number 21, Ohio State got smoked today by Penn State, 90 to 76. 18th ranked Seton Hall came from behind to beat St. John's by three. And number two, Baylor was also on the ropes, but they prevailed. They beat Oklahoma State, 75 68. Freddie Gillespie had 17 points, and Baylor's now 15 and 1 this season. Fellas, back to you. All right, David, thank you very much. Once again, we're coming to you live from the 
Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save. 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right. We'll, we'll get right Now, I'm going to give a little preview. So last week, you know, as we've done every Saturday, the red hot uh, TJ Hushmanzada giving his picks. Uh, I Saturday, was awful last Saturday, week. Well, you were, you were 0 for 2 on Saturday. You were 2 for 0 on Sunday, though. You did cover those two. Man. I mean, you needed a, a big comeback by the Chiefs, uh, and the Packers did cover the spread, barely. Uh, yeah. They won by five, four and a half. What was your over-under game? LSU. Oh, that's right. Clemson. Oh, you're talking about the NFL game, my over-under game. I'm going to tell you right now. I can't, can't remember. I lost that one, too, though. Yeah, wow. Okay. So I, it's going to be a rebound day for you coming up, right? It should be. Yeah. I'm expecting By the way, the line the of case. both games is seven, seven and a half. Actually, the, the Chiefs line went from, am I right, Gavin, from seven and a half to seven? I think they lost the hook on that. Money's coming in on the on uh, Tennessee. I believe it went down to seven. What do you think about that? You like the? Uh, well, I, I think everyone's down. looking at this like, how can you bet against Tennessee in this game, especially if you're getting seven and a half points? They already beat the Chiefs once. Andy Reid is one and eight all time against the Titans. At the very least, don't you think it's going to be a close game? I think that's where most people are going with that bet. The line hasn't really moved on oh, yeah, the 49er the games. The Packers and the Seahawks, the under of that game, and I lost that one as well. Mm, okay. Well, we, yeah. you know, everyone has an off day. Hey, I want to ask you a question here. Kyler Murray uh, wants to follow in the footsteps of Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders playing two sports. Uh, Bo Jackson's the only guy ever to be named a Major League Baseball All-Star and to the Pro Bowl. Dion's the only guy to play in a World Series and in a Super Bowl. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, how do you feel about allowing your quarterback to play baseball in his offseason? I don't even like the fact that he's bringing this up. Mm. Not after your rookie year. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with you on it, this. It, it's Athletically, could he do it? Yeah. He was drafted in the top ten and one in top ten in both sports, one overall in football. Athletically, it's no question he can do it. I don't like the fact that he's bringing it up because right now I'm focused on football. What happens when you're not focused on football? Are you going to want to venture out into baseball? So no, if I'm if I'm the Cardinals, I don't like the fact that this is being brought up. Um, hopefully, it was just talk. Focus on football. Let's get us to the top and in the state here. All right. Well, a lot of people are thinking, well, wait a second. Isn't it in his contract? Uh, No. There's absolutely, if he were to play baseball, and think about this. So football season's over. February, he heads off to spring training. You know, April, May, June, half of July. Yeah, he, he could be playing Major League Baseball. Here's the deal. It says, uh, although the Buccaneers included, this is off Pro Football Talk, although the Buccaneers included in Jameis Winston's rookie contract a term that would have allowed the team to get an injunction to prevent Winston from engaging in any type of baseball activity, the NFL and the NFL Players Association have agreed to eliminate the power of teams to slam the door legally on a two-sport effort. So he could do it. He doesn't need permission from the Arizona Cardinals to pursue a baseball career. He has the right to do it. You just don't want your quarterback. Uh, it's so much on their plate. Oh, and so much. It's not that like baseball players don't get hurt. Can you so imagine? So much that they're going to have to deal with that. Fuck you. The 
months you just rattled off. Yeah. Those are OTAs and mini camps, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you you just don't want your quarterback doing it. It's different if it's a receiver, it's a DB, it's a running back. It's different, right? When it's the quarterback, you you just <laughs> you got to be present. You can't exactly. I mean, I'm thinking the same thing. OTAs, mini camps, all those. Yeah, the quarterback. You know, Bo Jackson's a running back. Hey, he could show up. I look. I was with the Raider organization when the Bo Jackson thing started. He would show up in the middle of the season. You hand him the ball, off he goes. What's the big deal there? Dion was a defensive back. So your quarterback. No, that, that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, all right. So let me ask you this. I mean, what is your takeaway of this 2019 season in the NFL? I mean, now that we're down to the final four teams, uh, I mean, you could say certainly we certainly didn't expect the Tennessee Titans to be here after they made that midseason move of Benchy Mario to replace him with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, we went into the season with question marks about the Packers. Obviously, they'd missed the playoffs for two years. Rookie coach, does Aaron Rodgers still have it? 49ers a year ago were a losing team. Did anyone really think that they were going to be in this position? I guess the Chiefs would be the one team remaining that a lot of people uh, thought could be in the mix once we got to the Final Four. But the fact that we don't have any Patriots, we don't have the Rams from a year ago, is this is this part of the success story of the NFL where every year is unique in itself? Even though the Patriots have been dominant, and I get that, but we seem to always have that influx of teams that either rise or fall from one year to the next. My preseason pick to make it to the Super Bowl was the Chiefs and the Rams. That was my preseason pick. Hopefully I can get a half of it correct. To go back and talk about a question you asked earlier, why is football so popular? And this is also a reason. Every year you feel like your team has a chance the Patriots dominated, but every year teams felt like the we can beat them. And so you go to other sports, Golden State in years past, you know they're going to be there. LeBron, wherever he's at, you know they're going to be there. And, and so everybody had an inkling that the 49ers would be much improved from last year. Didn't know if they would be this good, but everybody thought they would improve. People assume the Chiefs were going to be really good because of Mahomes, and so. But that that's the good thing about football. Every year, doesn't matter what you did the previous year, you got a chance that following season, and you can't say that in every other sport. You baseball, the bad teams are normally bad. Basketball, the bad teams are normally bad. Football, the bad teams are normally bad, but it's only about a handful of those. Right. And, and it can any, turn around any year. It can be turned around, and we we see that, and we've seen it plenty of times. Of course, it could turn around the wrong direction, right, Gavin? About your Chargers? All right, I didn't want to really, you know, crush you on that one. Can you repeat that? Twelve and four to five and eleven. You remember that? Oh yeah. 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 Um, by the Classic. way, let me ask you one more other thing here, uh, TJ. Um, if Antonio Brown had been able to toe the line for the New England Patriots and play out the season, would the Patriots still be playing right now? Wow. As good as A.B. is, I would probably say, yeah. Mm, I'd or, say, or, yeah. I would say, yeah. I mean, you you look at that game against Tennessee was a close game. If you have an A.B. out there, you got to play different. 
And do you, you blame Drew Rosenhouse for dumping him? It was a tough situation for Drew because he was – I loved how he did this, right? This is Rosenhouse PR. So he doesn't say, but it leaks out from a source at the NFL PA that he had wrote a formal letter to AB saying that I'm going to withdraw my services as your agent unless you get help within the next five days. He didn't say it publicly, but it leaked out. Now, this is him saving face as an agent that he didn't abandon a guy. He did. I know he did did because he's of no worth to him because no one's going to sign him right now, so he's going to cut him while he can. Um, Are we ever going to see Antonio Brown play again in the NFL? I don't think so. I I hope he gets an opportunity. Um, Just got to work on you. A lot of it is just a lot of bitterness. I'm sure he's upset. Um He's just going about it the wrong way. He This is how he's expressing his anger and his bitterness, and he's just going about it completely the wrong way. Well, let me ask you this, because you know this guy. Is he suffering from mental health issues, or has he always been I know borderline him, nuts? I don't, I don't know him that well. Yeah. And, and so, you know, anytime people, they, they start to act like this and do these type of things, it's always, oh, he has mental health issues. I, I don't know if that's the case. Um, I don't agree with talking to the mother of your children the way he did in front of his children. And I, I just don't I don't like that part of it. That that's you just can't do those type of things. But again, he's bitter, he's upset, and he's just not handling it the right way. Um if he is okay mentally, I want him to get another opportunity to play because he can still play. He's one of the best receivers to ever play. Um, just got to fix fix yourself. Work on you. When you work on you and you're, and you're happy with you, nobody else can uh, ruin your day. Some people are looking back at the perfect hit on him that he's never been the same since then. He was knocked out. Man, Steve. Honestly, a lot of us have been knocked out. Uh, some people recover, some don't. I, I hope that's not the case because if that is the case, long-term ramifications are bad. I mean, you know, again, there's strange behavior, and then there's Antonio Brown. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Forget last week. Forget last week. TJ has got the definitive answer on the two games tomorrow. Who's going to win? Scores? Every, everything you need to fully enjoy your conference championship game Sunday coming up next. Can't wait! Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. 
Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, let's thank the crew today. Starting with Iowa Sam. By the way, remind me, uh, Iowa Sam, where is uh, Joe Burrow from originally? He was born in Ames, Iowa. He's an Iowa guy. Yeah, I guess. He's not an Ohio. I mean, he went to high school because his father coached there. That's why... He went to Ohio, but he really is an Iowa guy. It was born there, but okay, that's what we'll say. Uh, David Gascon, of course, brilliant as always, and he's all over the Aztecs right now. San Diego State. I'm Undefeated. excited about tonight, man. Yeah. UFC 246. You Who you got? Who you got? I, I think I got McGregor. I don't know. McGregor's Man. last few times have ring been, rust. Uh, yeah, he's. <laughs> Hey, he suppo- exactly hey you listen dynamic. You listen to Conger. He ain't been training. He was drinking. Now he's serious. Don't they all say that? I, I just think that he needs a victory tonight in order to set up a rematch. With and, who? Uh, with with Cowboy. So I think this is – I mean, he's been out of the game. A rem- like, no, a rematch with who? With Cowboy. 
He's got well. Who he's got? He's, he's got fighting two. Cowboy Cerrone tonight. I know, right? Well, that's what he's saying. Is he needs? Yeah. Well, they got to have the number two. By the way, yeah. so Cowboy, this he has set the record for most UFC fights yeah. in a career yep. with this, right? So, uh, all right. Well, good stuff with uh, UFC two forty six. Yeah. Uh, Gavin, of course. Um, so how many things you got uh, on the on the? Uh, I got a little action on the over in rounds on the McGregor fight tonight. So over one and a half rounds. I think it's going to take a while. This this might go to decision. Okay. Gabagool. Gabagool. That's what I say. Over one and a half. And uh, we also welcome in a uh, new intern, Sever. There he is. From Ithaca. Wait a second. Don't we? Do we only get interns from Ithaca now? What's the deal? Ithaca is one of our favorite schools to pluck from. <laughs> they tend to stay awake and, oh. and listen to us. So. That's it. Well, Severn, uh, welcome aboard here. All right, we can't delay it any further. Let's get to these games tomorrow. So I'm going to go to the Vegas Insider NFL odds. I'm going to give you the latest lines here. All right, here we go. Consensus, consensus. Let's start with the first game here. The 49ers are a seven and a half point favorite over the Packers. The over-under is 46 and a half. Who do you like here? TJ? I like the Niners. Niners to cover seven and a half. Do you like the over-under at all? 46 and a half. Or are you staying away? I'm staying away from that one. I would know. You know what? I would probably go over on that. Go over. So yeah, Niners to the over, over makes a lot of sense there. All right, Tennessee, Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. Tennessee over-under is 52-and-a-half. I'm going with the Chiefs and an under. Chiefs and an under? Yeah. Wow. Chiefs and the under. So you you see which game will be more one-sided, 49ers or the Chiefs? 49ers. 49ers? Yeah. Mm. I like I like I give the Titans a chance. I really do just because the way they run the ball effect. I just have a hard time believing that – you're just going to let Derrick Henry pound you. But I said that last week, too. So yeah. <laughs> so at this time next week, you'll be in Miami ready for uh, Super Bowl 54. You say it'll be the Niners and the Chiefs. Man, that would be a great Super Bowl. That's a good Super Bowl right there? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I still have this feeling about the Packers. I don't know what it is. Chiefs, they Packers. They played too many close games this year. I don't know. Something, I, the 49ers are the best team out there right now, but I just don't think it's there. Time. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. 
We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Bosch at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.